Hi, this is Mary Kay's Positivity Podcast. I'm a yoga and meditation teacher and life coach. I'm also author of several self-help books. Mary Kay's Positivity Podcast is about strategies to think positively every day. We will cover relationships, positive energy, the power of attraction, and how to mindfully experience each day so that you can become your best self. Today, my guest is Bob Doyle, and he's best known as a featured expert in the film and book, The Secret. I know I loved reading The Secret years ago. He now focuses his coaching and training on neuroplasticity and your ability to rewire your brain so that you literally become the person who creates the results you want in life without having to adopt any unusual belief system. So, Bob, thanks for joining us today. Totally my pleasure. Um, I wanted to have you tell us a little bit about your story. How did you fall into personal transformation work? Yeah, it certainly was not on my radar. All growing up, I knew that I was going to go into broadcasting. My dad was a broadcaster. He was a voiceover artist. And that was like, yep, that's me. That's what I'm going to do. And so that's what I studied. And for the first seven years of my career, that's what I did. But I just ran into a point where I wanted to do more things creatively than I could do at that point in my career. I mean, I got into radio to really be creative mm -hmm. and just do all kinds of crazy stuff. And I had to work my way up the ladder and move to a major market. Anyway, I got a little frustrated and quit. And then it was like, well, now what am I going to do? My whole life, I was going to do this. So then what? Mm -hmm. So I jumped around from various careers and, and my lack of success and happiness in them is what led me down the road to the law of attraction. I had to kind of break out of the logical, why isn't this working? And I was looking for more invisible answers, like what's going on that I can't see? Why mm -hmm. is this not working? That's what led me to the law of attraction. It took me a while, but I had my ahas around it and got excited about sharing it and put together a little program back then called Wealth Beyond Reason. And about a year into it, I think, or maybe even a little sooner, I just decided that I wanted to play a bigger role in this conversation besides just facilitating information I had learned from other people. And I just made a declaration to myself that who I'm going to be is an effective communicator in these principles to as many willing minds as possible. And that's when things really exploded. The program got bigger. I was just having all the downloads, creating lots and lots of content. And that's what got seen by Rhonda Byrne, who created The Secret three years after I'd done it. Mm -hmm. So I'd been out there and I had a pretty big conversation going about the law of attraction. And I think that's how I really fell into the industry, because honestly, before that, I was just this guy who would run a business. I mean, I got myself out of debt. All kinds of wonderful things happened as a result of creating this program and being in that conversation. But I didn't really consider myself like Jack Canfield and Bob Proctor and all those others because I was mm -hmm. the broadcaster. But so once that happened, I had this little crisis about who am I in this conversation and I want to be creative and how can I do that? And it was a few years before I could find a way to, when live streaming came around on the internet, then the broadcaster in me came out again. I found a way to mix the message with creativity. And so I've just been driven by that ever since and having fun with ex expressing the real message is self-expression, creative self-expression. And mm -hmm. for 20 years, I've been it on the law of attraction. Well, you have a great voice for radio, too. That's a really <laughs> commanding voice. What it was your first example of where you actually put the law of attraction into practice and saw something great come out of it? I had a few. Yeah, I did. I did the 
the typical law of attraction stuff, like vision board stuff. But instead of cutting out pictures, I changed my background wallpaper to a Mercedes and to a piece of exercise equipment I wanted. Mm -hmm. And I changed the numbers on my bank statement and things like that. And it just was really getting into the feeling of, yeah, that's what is. Mm -hmm. And just all sorts of really cool stuff, like the exercise equipment I manifested absolutely free. The car, I got a ridiculous discount. Mm -hmm. And the bank account obviously went up, especially as I started sharing more and putting more value out into the world. So it was a lot of personal things around just money and let's test this out and see. But as I look back in retrospect, mm -hmm. okay, because for 20 years, it was all about the law of attraction of vibration and what was I doing energetically. But I was also on a biological level, I was reprogramming myself. I was rewiring my brain by having different conversations with myself about what was possible, who I am, the impact I have, and that continuously, day after day, and reinforcing it through just speaking it and being it and everything I did, created a rewire in my brain that then made that new behavior autopilot, and then it seemed like, wow, he just really got the law of attraction mastered, which... In a way, yes, because the law of attraction just works when you do that. But what I had mastered was me, mm -hmm. at well, least at that stage. Well, what if you, because you're obviously a positive person, do you ever have negative thoughts? Do you ever oh slip back? Because <laughs> sometimes you know, I think I'm a positive person, but then today, like I had a crazy day and you're just like, okay, what happened? <laughs> yeah, No, I would say that, that generally up until this rewiring conversation uh -huh. uh, about three years ago when I changed it, I would not say that I was a naturally positive person. I had to work at that mm -hmm. because I was not, again, my mom was a single mom. A school teacher who hated her job and we always had money problems. So that was the environment I grew up in. Those were the belief systems I developed and skeptical about everything. And so going negative first. And that was a pattern even way past the secret. I just had to move through it. Mm -hmm. I had to have that reaction and then say, no, all right, let's just keep going. But I reached a point where it's like, I'm tired of having to go through this hoop. Why is this? This is still. And then I had this aha moment around rewiring and that I'm acting on autopilot on all these things and that if I want to change how I feel about things, I need to change the meaning I am making out of these situations that come up because I'm telling myself the same negative story over and over. And it's not true. It's just familiar. Right. So why not tell a different story that's more positive? It's going to feel weird at first, but it's going to move me into a different kind of action, help me make different meaning out of things and get different results. So I was able to rewire to a great extent my automatic negativity and having to push through that. There were things in my life that were terrible triggers that would take me out of the game for a week. And I beat most of those, if not all, certainly to the degree where they don't affect the quality of my life like they used to. Well, how did you do that? How do you start rewiring the brain? Well, first of all, I had to recognize what I was doing on autopilot because a lot of times we don't. We right. just think we're just doing what we need to do because we've got this this fabric of truth that we base all of our actions on that isn't really true. It's just what we've learned. Right. Other people learn different things. Right. So once I realized that, hey, even though it's really easy to go down this negative road, it is messing up my life here. Mm -hmm. And I need to see what would my life be if I didn't act like that? How could I handle situations? So I had to visualize it. Mm -hmm. So instead of visualizing cars and money and that's I visualize me. Who am I that's mm -hmm. different that I'm being now? What behaviors do I need to adopt to be the successful person that I'm envisioning in the future, the happy person, the passionate person, all of those things, and mm -hmm. start, adap start adopting those behaviors now? Mm -hmm. No, that's really interesting. I just flew to California, and I was thinking, you know what? I'm a best-selling author, and I started to envision that I was this best-selling author, and then all of a sudden, the flight attendant came back and said, Mary Kay, you're in the wrong seat. You need to be in 4D. So I was in first class the rest 
the whole flight. It was so funny. I just thought, oh, well, that's nice. uh, now I'm practicing being that best-selling author. I have to be in first class to go to my book signing. <laughs> yes, that, and it's how you talk, and it's all this inner conversation that you have with yourself that needs no external evidence. You don't need anything to prove that you're that person. Because here's an example. So a real millionaire, a person who consistently can make a million dollars because they act like a millionaire, they make meaning, they take the action, they do the wise things, they are a millionaire. They are a millionaire regardless of what money they have. Mm -hmm. If a millionaire loses their money, they're going to go right back into their behavior that got them that million dollars in the first place. And maybe even better because they've learned something from losing it. Right. And so that's the behavior of a person who's, they just, they take the hits and they go, what can I learn from that? I make an adjustment and then I get right back into it. Mm -hmm. Whereas the other people go, oh, I guess the universe doesn't want it for me. And that's it. Mm -hmm. It's true. The cycle of that negative mindset, it just feeds like a cancer. When I work with young girls teaching yoga, meditation, mindfulness, and they say when they learn, when they first become aware of the negative self-talk, they weren't even aware they were doing it before. And then through yoga in our class, they become aware of it. That's the first step to fixing it. But when they go to school, they always say, wow, Mary Kay, everyone's so negative here. So they become yeah. aware of everyone around them and they start to partner and spend more time with more positive people and it just takes off. It's really true. When you when you catch yourself, when you see how you're an autopilot and then see how other people are, you realize how easy it I mean, 99% of populations on total autopilot mm-hmm. and they think that they're making conscious decisions, but the conscious decisions that they're thinking through and using their logic on are mm-hmm. based on a fabric of information that may not be at all true or serve them. Mm-hmm. So so if the decisions and the meaning they're making aren't empowering them, they just need to understand, like really get that they can change how they process that information. They learned it that way for a reason, and it was because it was repeated over and over and over mm-hmm. again, and there was no resistance. So all we have to do if we really want to change ourselves is repeat new information about ourselves to ourselves mm-hmm. over and over It's just like learning anything else. It's just like an affirmation, right? Yes, but except that we don't want it to, because affirmations seem like the conversation, I'm going to do my affirmations, like it's this process or this practice. And what we want is this is your state of being. This is what, yes, you start with affirmations, but we don't want to treat them like affirmations, like I'm me trying to convince myself that I'm somebody else. It really needs to be, I am this. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's a difference between I, who I am right now, I'm imagining, I'm telling myself that I'm this other person. And in fact, you need to be that person reaffirming to yourself that it's a Mm -hmm. small distinction, but uh, actually Mm -hmm. it's huge. A great trick too is to make your passwords something that you're working on or I love myself or anything that you're trying to rewire because you have to say it every day. You have to type it in every day. That's a pretty funny idea. Yeah. Yeah. Anything like that, that ways to feed yourself those positive things. But our old wiring is going to reject those things right away. Right. And that's normal. Mm-hmm. And people need to understand that that is normal and that this discomfort and all of those voices, that's just absolutely to be expected because you're human. Mm-hmm. And that's the information that you've got. So when you give a new information, every, every it's going to reference the old and the old's going to say, wait a minute. No, that's not you, you've got that wrong. This is how it is. And you just keep saying, no, this is the new way over and over. And it's uncomfortable and you doubt yourself and the whole thing, just like when you learn a new language or learn to ride your bike or mm-hmm. you, there's ups and downs and you make mistakes, but you don't quit because it's non-negotiable. Right. I must 
do that. But we make our personal development and our dreams way too negotiable. Right. I totally agree. It's it's interesting, too, because I, I think people, when they have a negative thought, they give up and say, oh, the whole day's going badly. But really, the strategy is to immediately think of the opposite thought, right? Yes. So when I work with people, the first thing that I teach them to do is to recognize that autopilot behavior. I give them a little quiz. They learn to see some of their traits that seem to stop them. And then we work on, okay, when those things happen, when you get that trigger, what are some other ways you would like to be? Let's plan this now. Let's visualize it every day and every night. Let's do it whenever you've got a break. Let's just fill your thoughts with you improving who you're being so that you can get the results. And you just keep doing it and you keep doing it. And then that eventually, you know, gets the result. And does it help to keep a journal and write these ideas down? Yes, I have everybody journal because it's like getting them out of their head because your conversation sounds a lot different in your head than it does when it's on paper. So true. Because I quit drinking because this was years ago, but I gave up alcohol in 45 minutes because I took the inner conversation about rationalizing why I drank and put it on paper and it was ludicrous. (laughs) That's great. And I realized that I can't have alcohol and my dream at the same time. But I'd been telling myself in my head, sure, you can figure this out. But once I got it down on paper and just did this logical exercise, I was like, no, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. So how non-negotiable is this dream? How non-negotiable is this vision? Is it worth having? And you go through an exercise like I did, and you realize how detrimental it is, even the like, psychological. But again, putting it down on paper, journaling is a huge part, sure. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't so many people believe in this? Because you said 99% of the people are... They just don't know. They just don't... They're not seeing the logic behind it. We've been conditioned... If you're in personal development, if you've been in it for a while, and if you've been looking for the answers for a while, you've been promised all kinds of things, all Mm -hmm. kinds of techniques, all kinds of ways, how quick it's going to happen, and all this other stuff. And if you're still looking, it means you haven't found it yet. So that means you've got this history of this didn't work, this didn't work, this didn't work. And so now I come along and say, hey, look, It's really simple. You have a human brain. You can change it. Just give it new information. That level of simplicity is just too much. No, no, I need a process. I need a technique. What's the science? No, you don't need to know any of that. If you get bogged down on that, you're going to slow yourself down. That's what happened with the law of attraction conversation. That's why I left that conversation in terms of teaching, getting somebody to transform because they got so stuck on the ins and outs and the process of how the law of attraction works, which Mm -hmm. is not relevant to them making behavioral changes. Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, I see a lot of people that are in jobs that they don't hate, but they don't love. They'd like to be more creative. And a lot of it can be menial and they justify it saying it's a stepping stone to what I really want. But they can't quit their job or they think they can't quit their job because the money pays the rent. You just quit your job. But I did. What do you say to those people that that there's so many that hang on to that job because of that fear of not having the income? Well, I am not saying that quitting my job or quitting your job is the way to do it because that created a tremendous amount of stress for me. And it was unnecessary. And if I knew then what I know now, I would have approached it much differently. So this is what I tell. And this is straight out of the book, The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles, a hundred year old book. Mm -hmm. But if you want to move, if you've got a career that's not your thing and you want to do something else, right, you start being that person now in that job, that more expanded version of you in the job you have now, and you will naturally grow out of it. You don't sit there and wish 
that if I get that job, I'll be that person. You start Mm -hmm. being that person. It's not like you don't have to find any extra time to be. It's not about doing the other job. It's being the person who will do that job, saying those things, taking the action when you can. So that's how you do it. You don't hate your job every day and you don't quit if you don't have a safety net because that's super, super stressful. And depending on your emotional makeup, that could do you in, Mm -hmm. right? That's not the thing I recommend. And it almost did me. It was not good. (laughs) That's the best advice. That really, truly is the best advice. Because even when I was an assistant, I remember my first job out, I just started acting like I was running the place. And it's true. Another job offer opened up for me, and it became a really great thing. But initially, I remember thinking, oh, gosh, I don't want to be that person in five years. I saw where it was going, so I just... Mm -hmm came up with a different strategy. But I didn't know about the secret then. It just seemed like common sense. But um, It is common sense. That's <laughs> the beauty of this conversation. It's logical. It's scientifically sound. There's no debate about it. It just makes freaking sense. It's how every other part of our life works. And somehow we make our personal development weird. Yeah. It's true. When I go to a party, if I'm dreading it, then nothing goes right. And if I start saying, oh, I can't wait to meet new people. I have a totally different experience. So I'm right with you on this one. It's so easy to be programmed, both positively and negatively. Why do you think that is? Because we're not conscious. We don't understand what letting everything in is doing to us. And this is this sounds so prudish now because as I was a kid and people would talk about, oh, we don't watch TV in our family. I'm like, what planet are you from, right? <laughs> but I mean, we see now more than ever when people just open up their brains and let everything in, Mm-hmm. It's chaos. And it's not just chaos in the world and interpersonal relationships and conflict, but it's also internal conflict. Mm-hmm. You don't know what to believe anymore. You just don't know. And it's mm-hmm. great. The more you let in and also things like I know this is the part that sounds really prudish. But if you're a person who watches a ton of crime drama and, and horror movies and stuff like that. It's not that you're going to turn into those people, but those images, they're in your head. You can't get them out. And as you imagine things and imagine scenarios, this is all in your data bank. And and something is going to trigger those images, those thoughts at some point. And you just don't need any of that nonsense in there. You don't just don't need it. Most likely it's not moving you forward unless that's your industry. And you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I get fired by those thoughts. But <laughs> we have to be super careful about what we let in there. And, that's and interesting because I love the crime stuff, but I do wake up and I'm thinking of it. You can't help it. When my kids were young. I wouldn't let them watch any of the Kardashians. They were like, oh, mom, we're not going to act like them. And I said, it doesn't even matter. It's You see that over and over and over and it starts to normalize. For and you. it goes into the pool of possible human behavior. Yeah. And this is another thing. My girls are adults now. They're mm-hmm. you know, kids of their own. But when they were growing up and watching Nickelodeon and all that Disney stuff and, mm-hmm. and all the drama, all the teenage shows and they're just so goofy over the top and super loud and there's mean girls and there's so right. much fake drama. This is how they're learning how to be. Oh, yeah. This is how they go to school and then they emulate just subconsciously these people and these behaviors. They think that's how you're supposed to be. And then there's just this drama and backstabbing and all of this stuff. I mean, this is where they learn it. Right. I never saw so much drama with young girls just teaching yoga with them every single day. There was like a line of people wanting to talk to me about the next thing that went on. I think that the negativity of 
the teen girl birthday party. Remember that show where they would intentionally not invite people and see their reaction? And I thought, is this for real? Are we really of, watching it? This, <laughs> this really shines a really crappy light on humanity. So it's really, it's no wonder that everybody's in a state of confusion and frustration and spinning around. And these are intelligent, creative people. Right, who have mm -hmm. a lot to give to the world, mm -hmm. but the wiring in their brain is so completely fragmented right now with their old stories about why they can't and what's going on in the world and how crappy everything is and blah, 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 all of this going around. It's no wonder they can't make any consistent positive movement. So that consistency of feeding your brain with what you want and starving it of what you don't is imperative. It's what makes wiring happen. It's not a mystical metaphysical thing. There's nothing weird about it. It's just logic. It's how the human brain was designed. We can teach ourselves to do just about any freaking thing if we put our minds to it and we just keep going and we take the lessons, the ups and downs and the whole thing. Their brain is ready to learn and change and we can be a completely different person whenever we decide that it is mandatory to do so. Right. I agree. My daughter called me this morning from Bali. She's traveling with friends and she met a blind healer. And he said a bunch of stuff that was very interesting. But he did say to her, stay 12 feet away from negative people. <laughs> and yeah. I thought it's true because because she was so sensitive to negative people and which I think we all are to a degree. But it was interesting that he physically thought you should avoid as well. Yeah, well, it's a real energy. You can definitely feel it. I mean, if you're even the least bit sensitive when crap's going down in a room, you walk in, whoa, what's happening in here? I mean, we, right. we, we have this whole layer of senses that we don't really fully understand, and that's definitely one of them, being mm -hmm. able to read the energy of other people on some level. Do you meditate? Does that help? All you? the time. Oh, yes. It's in so many different ways, too. I'm a huge fan of breath work. I'm certified in training breath work because that's great for neuroplasticity. It's great for meditation, visualization. It gets your brain in the chemical state for like now's the time to put in the suggestions. Here's where you do it because there's no noise. Your brain is clean. There's just all the chemicals are right for neurogenesis. So I'm a big fan of that and meditating during that. And meditation is just something throughout the course of the day. And I meditate when I play the ukulele. You know, that's a meditative exercise. Mm -hmm. All sorts of ways, but I'm a, definitely of the opinion that that is a vital part of keeping your brain healthy and your mind settled. And if you don't process that stuff out, it, it again, it just adds to the noise and the chaos and the confusion. If we overwork our brains, just like we overwork our bodies, our bodies break down and don't function properly. And it's the same thing. If we are constantly on in fight or flight and spinning this, that, and the other, of course there's going to be breakdown. And we normalize it because we're chronic that way. And then that's how we live our lives, in a state of body filled with cortisol, making decisions based on fight or flight with no creativity, little or no creativity. Mm -hmm. Well, just thinking about neuroplasticity, could you describe that to us? I don't think our audience is familiar familiar with that term all it means is your brain can change neuroplasticity is just the ability's brain to change and neurogenesis is the creation of these new neural pathways and that's all you need to know do you think that's why with childhood trauma it seems that it's harder for people to rewire their brain like it's more yeah. embedded um Yes, traumatic events like that can accelerate the process ra really rapidly. Mm -hmm. Big trauma, that a, a sudden death, a, a tragic event, anything like that, or abuse. These types of things can cause the rewire to happen immediately, almost immediately, because it really is a matter of life or death, and it's just deciding how do I stay alive and all of this. Mm -hmm. And so, again, when you're a little kid, you don't really have too much 
going on to question or assess or evaluate. If somebody tells you you're worthless, you just believe them because you don't know how to think any different. You, these are the people that you trust and believe. So, yeah, that's way, way in there. So mm -hmm. it does make it more difficult. And that's why we can't predict how long it's going to take for somebody to rewire, because even though mm -hmm. they may know some of their issues and as a coach, I may be able to help them. There's going to be stuff that the communication going on, on the subconscious level is, 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 is very often out of our access. Right. So we mm -hmm. just have to feeding the new stuff in and giving the old stuff a rest. So the neural pathways literally just sort of wither. Mm -hmm. Do you have any client success stories where they came to you just really negative and they were able to turn it around? They would go there first. Mm -hmm. Like they're going to test the negative first. And, and that's usually because that seems more realistic to them. Yeah, that's probably how it's going to do. It's more of a reflection on themselves, what they believe they're capable of. So as a person mm -hmm. gets confident in their ability to change who they are fundamentally, and they start taking those little action steps, and they realize, oh, wow, I've changed a little bit of this behavior. I've had people spontaneously quit drinking. They did not come in to work with me to quit drinking. But when they decided this is who I am, drinking is not a part of that. And it just goes and smoking too. Both of those things is just like, oh, wait, that I kind of like what I did. Mm -hmm. I can't have that and my dream at the same time. So those are the things that really inspire me. But yeah, absolutely. I think that's probably the number one thing that happens is mm -hmm. a person goes doubting that they can have what they want or be who they want to understanding that, of course, they can. It's just going to be a journey. Right, right. Yes, because I see also the teens that in high school getting hooked on vaping and they try to make it seem like it was not unhealthy and it really just slowed down everyone's growth but they weren't even aware of it I just wish that could be taken away because it's almost like they do it to numb and just get through the day but well yeah I, look here's my philosophy on the whole problem with the world <laughs> <laughs> yeah hit us <laughs> it starts with kids obviously because uh -huh. that's the beginning of human life and I have just such a hard time with how we do childhood it's great for the first few years when they're playing and creative and exuberant and they're saying yes this is who i am and then we put them into a system that says now you got to be like everybody else for the most part this is what you got to learn you can't express yourself here that's inappropriate in fact you'll get in trouble if you do that mm -hmm. and then we get told hey you got to be realistic about your goals maybe you should do this instead of dreaming about being a baseball star this is how it happens right we've got all this potential to do anything except people that we trust tell us we can't and so we go, oh, OK, I guess they're right because they're older and they know better and they didn't do it. So I guess that's what's true. But it's just programming, not truth. Right. I saw that all the time. I coached lacrosse and I saw the damage some coaches did. And it was always because they thought it was their job to tear apart these kids and put them down to motivate them. They had that right. old school philosophy. And you had these amazing gifted athletes that were just average or above average because they were so in their head. And then you had these average athletes that the coach didn't pay attention to that just did extremely well because they didn't have someone beating them up the whole time. It was so right, sad to see. Pressure. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, but I do think that with childhood, the messages, I see that all the time in my work. I'll be teaching yoga to someone. They said, Mary Kay, I need some tricks for my 
tryouts because my mom says I'll be lucky if I'll make the team. And so I'm thinking, oh gosh, that's where we're starting. You have to learn all of those thoughts that they think the mom probably thought, oh, let's just keep the expectations low because I don't think she's going to make it. But Yeah, they're trying to protect. In most cases, it's for your own good. We don't want to see you get hurt and stuff, but you just put a governor on their whole life in some cases. Right, right. Well, I love the work you're doing and I really appreciate your time today. Could you tell our listeners how they can reach you or get more information? Yeah, that quiz that I talked about is something that anybody can take. It's free. It takes like a minute. It's multiple choice. And I think it's probably the most valuable in terms of rewiring. Mm-hmm. You, you got to learn where your starting point is. Where am I on autopilot? And this quiz will tell you some of that. And then what to do about it. If you test for this type and these are the traits that you might have that might cause you to self-sabotage or whatever, mm-hmm. here are some things can start doing today to change that. And then they can learn about how I work with people and all of that. And that quiz, if I can give the address, yes. is at tptquiz.com. It's for transformation personality type quiz. So tptquiz.com. And then there's meetbobdoyle.com, which is just the all things Bob site. Yeah, your website. And yep. you can contact him through a phone number or email on his website meetbobdoyle.com and I'll also include that on the description on our podcast well thank you so much for your time today I really appreciate it and I've learned a lot and I hope that our audience starts practicing a lot of what you've taught us today right now don't wait <laughs> yep no reason to yeah thanks so much Bob thank you Please find a comfortable position where you can completely relax and start to visualize a really peaceful place somewhere where you always feel safe and calm out in nature. Take a deep breath in and a long breath out. Always try to find the goodness in other people, focusing on what you love about them and not what drives you crazy. Take a deep breath in and a long breath out. Every time you feel fearful, negative, angry, see if you can immediately reverse it, thinking of the opposite thought, Visualizing yourself as the person you want to be. Relax the muscles in the face, your brow, the back of the head. Relax your shoulders and neck. Notice how the entire face softens. And conscious of any distorted views of yourself or your experiences, environment. We're going to focus on your talents and what makes you spectacular. Everyone that I've ever met was interesting in some way because I chose to focus on what was interesting about them. So I know everyone out there 
has an amazing story to tell and create. Allow your arms to feel loose and heavy and your hips relax. The weight of your hips allows your back to release. Your back relaxes, upper back, lower back. Hips soften. Your right leg feels loose and heavy, relaxed. Your left leg softens, relaxes. Remember a time when you felt someone have compassion for you? Could be a friend, a family member, coworker, teacher, counselor, pastor, anyone. Notice what it feels like when someone has compassion for you. Notice the thoughts and feelings you had and how it feels in your body now. And allow that compassion for yourself to just soak through your entire body. Breathe it in and a long exhale. Say to yourself, Softly, I am valuable and worthy of love. I do matter. I really do matter. I make a major difference in life. Visualize yourself making a major difference in the world. Notice how relaxed you feel, the calm energy you're creating, because that calm energy tells the people around you they are safe, that you are to be embraced. People are reading your energy every day. Treat yourself with kindness. Always. It's a choice to be kind and gentle, soulful, and it helps expand your energy in so many beautiful ways. You can stay here completely relaxed. Be sure to subscribe to Mary Kay's Positivity Podcast, and I hope you'll join us again soon. Namaste.